0: Welcome to Teachings in the Air. air, air. Welcome to Teachings in the Air podcast with Jerry Oldman. Coming to you from Hunkameenam Territory with a podcast series about Indigenous men's health and wellness. We aim to inspire, motivate, and empower Indigenous men to be sound in mind, body, and spirit, because that's what health means. I teachings in the air with Jerry Oldman and starting this wonderful season called Indigenous Is and today's podcast is um, titled Returning to the Circle and I, I remember hearing this elder tell us you know in the indigenous world everything is a circle. He says our eyes are around, our pupils are around the holes in our nostrils are round, you know, he's talking about the planet Earth is round, the moon is round, you know, and we follow cycles, the seasons, and it's a circle. And that we belong to circles. Before um, colonization, we belonged to um, a clan, and that was our circle. So, which means our family is our circle. And our family way of life was a place and a time when everyone was taken care of. I remember hearing words from elders say, let's move and let's not um, leave anyone behind. Let's all go together. Wished we, you know, and they'd say, let's go. Let's move together. And that was our way of life, where the babies were taught. And they were taught through every stage of life, our people. There was teachings, how to be a child, how to be a youth, an adult, an elder. And the critical teaching to me is that we were taught about the importance of belonging to a circle, the importance of Mother Earth and everything that lived on Mother Earth, that we were taught that throughout our life. So I wanted to talk about that circle a bit. You know, how we raised our children to have respect, to make sure they have the knowledge of how to conduct themselves with other human beings, to make sure they have those teachings so that we don't have to worry about them so much when they're going through life. That we, as a people, knew the importance of respecting all of our food, the animals the fish the birds the plants that were taught that respect in our circle so that every generation after us would have the same gifts so we all follow these teachings and some people can call them laws for instance a law of generosity to make sure that you when you have salmon when you have enough to give the rest away to the elders, to the ones that cannot be at the river. That's a life we come from, where we were taught respect, generosity, you know, and um, it's a good way of life. So, of course, because it's called returning to the circle, I'm gonna talk about how many left the circle And many left, and it was not their desire. It's because of what happened, you know, through what they call the colonization process. Where, you know, there was all of a sudden there were um, people here from across the water that wanted what our people had. Territory and the resources in that territory. So, to do that, their method was to gain complete political and economic control over the Uchulmeuch, the original people. And that happened right across Canada. We were put onto reservations. We lost resources, and when you lose resources, you become poor. There were laws put in place about the potlatch. That means our ceremonies were outlawed. We could not hire lawyers to talk about land claims and land title. They put laws and fish and game on us that we never had before. And one of, I feel, one of their key laws was um, in regards to alcohol. There's a complete prohibition against alcohol with indigenous people in 1876 with the introduction of the Indian Act. So that, that law in itself affected our people the Indian Act. They changed that law to where we could have alcohol, but only in what they called the pubs or the beer parlors. And to show that impact it had on our people, like in 1943, for instance, in B.C. Corrections, in a place called Ocala. 231 indigenous people were there incarcerated. They were serving time for different crimes, and they're from all over B.C. But when they changed the law to where we could start drinking in the pubs, by 1953, there was 1,458 B.C. Indigenous people incarcerated in Ocala. So that's a big spike in a 10-year span. Very few people ask why. Why? There are more apt to say, oh, they're they're drunks, Those, those Indians are drunks. You know that loss of
1: our laws
0: and how to live, and they say in Clackman, our way of life. So all of a sudden we have people breaking our own laws and living according to Canada's laws. And it didn't fit with our people. you know Like it's like they say trying to fit a square pig into a round hole or a round, round, round object into a square hole, opening. It never fit. So as a result, of the residential school and all of the things that happened with colonization. Our people started to become lost. In my language, Pilp. It's like they were lost in their own land. And they started to make mistakes. Drinking became a problem. TB diabetes, social problems. children were been taken in large numbers. And part of this was um, the creation of shame about our identity, that we were stupid and lazy and crazy. So all that was happening over years. It started and it had an impact, what they call an intergenerational impact, on the people. So the people, if they went to the prison, they're leaving the circle. If they went to the city, they're leaving the circle. And when you leave the circle, there's a potential of being lost. Lose your way in life, lose your purpose. Lose your identity a day at a time. So that's what happened. The beauty is our culture never died. Every effort was made to destroy our ceremonies, to destroy our belief in Mother Earth, our connection to Mother Earth. Every effort was made, but they failed, because I'm here today. And with me today, I have a special gift, And his name is Chakam Shla, a.k.a. Samuel Alec. And I'm so glad that we ran into each other in the world again because his grandfather laid the teachings at my feet that all of our knowledge comes through the air and it's never lost. So I just like my guest to introduce himself to the people. Tell us a bit about your family and where you're from. To start, Statliam.
1: Hello, my name is Samuel Alec. I am from Pavilion, First Nation, Statlium Territory. My mother is Ginger Alec. My grandparents are Richie and Claire Edwards. My father is Pat Alec. My grandparents are Sam and Susan Mitchell.
0: Teachings in the air is about inspiration for healing, inspiration for both, you know, to for people to go out and find their purpose in life, you know, to to reach our potential. So I would just like you to you know, to give context to your healing road. You know, tell me a little bit about your life when you were lost.
1: When when I was abusing substances, I did not stop and think of any consequences. My ego and my pride got in my way. I was not thinking straight. And during my substance abuse of drugs and alcohol, Even though I was lost, my spirit was still looking after me through my worst times. My drunken alcohol, negative thinking, negative beliefs, negative behaviors has landed me in prison, in federal prison. I was charged with... Impaired driving, causing death, times three. And unfortunately, took the three lives for me to stop doing what I was doing and continuing getting what I'm getting. Drugs and alcohol ran my life. For me, not thinking straight, I followed that negative behavior. And consequences was that I took three lives and going to prison. My children, my mom, families, brothers and sisters were also in prison. Well, I was in prison because of me being away from them and not being there. Being in prison, consequences are, you know, people, there's death as part of life. And there were many people that passed away in my prison time. So, the consequences of me not thinking straight, I wasn't able to be at some funerals because of being in federal prison. I lied, I cheated, I stole in order to look for that next substance. I was taught by some very powerful uh, speakers, uh, inspirational, uh, respected elders. And I disrespected my elders by choosing substances. I was so lost, I, I didn't look at our spirituality, our culture our ways of life of our ancestors. Talk about uh, the intergenerational impacts of our ancestors and our elders The were defeated. I think about that and I I put our teachings aside and I resisted. I resisted all of these teachings and made some very poor decisions in my substance abuse lifestyle. Coming back to the circle, teachings in the air, the elders provided me with Tireless knowledge and wisdom to look at my deeper troubles. It was uh, hiding all those complex traumas and not being able to reach out for help. I was ashamed. Was afraid. It took many years for me to say, "Shnooka, can you please help me?" And mean it. I was brought up in an environment where the intergenerational impacts of the residential school has showed in my family, the anger, the violence, the alcohol, the lack of parenting. My father, Pat Alec, passed away when I was two years of age from cirrhosis of the liver. So, right from there, it was a struggle. Father not being able to reach out as well from all the traumas that he endured that uh, that's an intergenerational impact, the lack of parenting. I lacked as well. You know, I look uh, look back at my, my family tree of substances and it goes back a long ways. My grandparents, my parents, down to me, my children. I had to stop Take a look in that mirror. Make a commitment to myself. Being in prison, a prison for the first time. Took a look at myself and I says, I have to break this cycle. Change begins with me. So I had to, truly be honest with myself that there's gotta be some other way, some other way for me to live a healthier life, lifestyle. So when I looked at myself and made that commitment, I worked hard. I had to cope, learn how to cope on many different levels I have to learn to relearn, and I continue to learn to relearn. Relearning those negative behaviors of running to the bottle to solve all my problems. I turn to culture, spirituality. My elders worked with me. The creator has a path for me. And uh, I was taught to utilize the teachings of our people to attend the spirit path, break in daylight, asking the water people to Help take away that the pain, suffering. I'm asking to take o- take away what does not belong to me. Put it somewhere in a safe place, where it will not hurt me or, or anyone else. I turn to the Nalza. What well, people call it Nalza. which is the sweat lodge, we go in there to take a look at ourselves. We ask the grandparents to give us a hand, to send our prayers to Quilshin. Quilshin is something of greater. I also have to take a look at myself. What can I do better? How can I conduct myself in a proper manner? How can I find, call my spirit back? I also went to the mountains, Mother Earth and done fasting, four day fasting where I'm diabetic. It's very dangerous for a diabetic. With the power of the smudge and prayers and songs help me get through. My elder told me in the third day, he says, there's nobody will look at you any different if you come down. He knew I was struggling. And I told him, I says, the hollow, if I come down to me, I'm quitting that ceremony. Says if I start quitting ceremony here, when I get out prison, I'll quit ceremony. I'm going to stay struggle. I'm going to tough it out. I'm going to call upon my grandparents for sacred directions to come and help me through. He respected my decision. I smudged and prayed very hard. My other elder Hollock, sent me some medicine. This will help you. You knew. So I stayed. I used the medicines, prayed, drummed and sang. I wanted to leave so bad, but I knew if I gave up, I would give up out there. I started drumming and singing. And the song came to me when I was up there in a the fast, fourth day, I woke up, and I started singing this song. Chakhomkla is my Ho name. Spirit is looking after me.
0: You know that I'm so happy that you found your way back to the circle. You know, I wanted to dedicate this um, podcast to all the brothers and sisters that are now currently incarcerated in Canada, in federal and provincial prisons. I'd like to dedicate this to them so that they can see That there's a way back to the circle. That there's, um, it's not too late. It's never too late for anyone, you know, to return to the circle once they leave it. I remember one of our elders, he was leaving one of our meetings. Like we'd gather and have, (laughs) this meeting was on uh, May the 10th. You know, and we are honoring our elders that said, this is ours. This is what, this is what we occupy, you know this territory. And he had to leave early, so he announced to the people, "I have to go." And he is walking backwards to the door. And he says, "This this is to show you I'm not turning my back on you, that I'm still with you." So he's letting everyone know he's still part of the circle. He wasn't leaving a circle, really. His body was, but his spirit was there. That's why as I was listening to you, I was thinking, yeah, let's dedicate this to all the brothers and sisters doing time right now, and also to their families, because I imagine some families get discouraged at their family member, because we've... And it's a reality that we have people called a revol- revolving door. They come out and parole, and then they end up back in there, or they finish their parole, then they break the log and end back up in the prison. It's unfortunate that we have brothers and sisters that are doing that. But with um, your acknowledgement of the tremendous value of our traditions, our culture, our ceremony and ritual, that it's not too late. We can still heal ourselves. And I know that we wish we could heal the mistake. With time may be that well, that mistake will be healed. And everyone involved in the mistake will free themselves. To live on. For the sake of the people and Mother Earth, it's a constant message I'm saying to people when I talk, have a chance to talk and share. I say, let's put it in our mind that we're here for the people. And I don't prevent us from being self centered, you know, from just thinking about ourselves. Uh, my granny says, Ashkoshacha shoot. Don't you ever think you're better than anybody else. You know. (laughs) And that's one of our teachings, you know, and it's such a beautiful teaching. You know, brother, nephew, I'm so proud of you for coming to Teachings in the Air. I know this is not easy to show your heart to the world. And I have tremendous respect for you for doing that. Because I know you know how to make tzohan, which is the lifeblood of our people when dried salmon in the winter time. Your grandma Susan, in my mind, made the best. Because I lived with them and she fed me with it. And it transformed me and I'm eating it because of the love she put into it. I also know you know how to hunt the deer and take care of it. So you still had parts of the circle with you, and those never stopped. So I'd just like you to share two things. First off, what you're most grateful for that helped you to come back to the circle, and a message you'd like to give to brothers and sisters out there, our brothers, our friends and relatives, right across Canada, people that are listening to us, a message that you can give to create hope and inspiration. So first off, you know, what are you most grateful for in this whole experience?
1: First of all, Luke's Jam. I am most grateful today. I am responsible to my elders. I am responsible to the elders that taught my elders. Our way of life our culture, our spirituality, no matter what race if we follow, our spirituality and culture, the teachings of our ancestors, I am most grateful for them to be able to, the grandmothers, to ensure that our ways are never lost or forgotten. And the elders. You know, I have I have a friend, his name is Joel West. And he also helped me. We've changed our lives together. And one teaching that always sticks into my mind as well is you and I, and the ones that are coming out of federal, provincial prisons, warrior or life giver, that if you follow this way of life, you will go a long ways. And that spirit inside of one and all There's a spirit in me. And it took me to take a look at my own self to change that cycle and tell this is you over here. This is the warrior you are. I'm proud of you. Proud of everything you've done. This is who you are. This isn't who you are, the negative lifestyle. It's not you. That's a learned behavior. This person that you follow today, myself, that's who you are. All that positive stuff, that positive energy, you know, telling myself, you're worthy. You're valuable, you're unique, and people do care for you.
0: Oh, they make my heart and spirit sing, Chakram Okay, a message to the brothers and sisters that might listen to this podcast.
1: <clears throat> a message to one and all. Acceptance. My dad, Hector McDonald, he, was my, uh, he always told me acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. And I strongly believe him now that I am thinking straight. My mind and my heart was the longest distance in my healing journey. Because there was times that I'm my own worst enemy. Once those are together, we are as one. You, I, all the ones that are listening, all the brothers and sisters, you know, the missing and murdered, you know, the ones that the people are listening, the spirits are listening. The eyes are upon me. That's what my elder said. You can do it. You can do it. You can get overcome the struggles. I had to take a look at the deeper troubles, what caused Samuel Allen to use drugs and alcohol to make unhealthy choices. I had to deal with the unresolved issues of my childhood. I really suggest that you stop and think about consequences, you know, impulsivity. I used to react before I stopped and thought about it. And that's uh, something that I had to learn. I learned to relearn. And uh, that personal balance medicine wheel, the physical, the spiritual, the emotional, and the mental, the four quadrants. I had to harmonize the quadrants by working on each quadrant in order for my life to run a bit more smoothly. Risk factors. I, uh, I have to think about what's risky. I know what's wrong and right. Just remove myself from harm. AICPM program. You know. Ask, stop, and ask myself: If I have these negative thoughts and beliefs, is this honoring my spirit? It's this honor in others' people's spirits. Just stop and think about those consequences. You can do it. I know one and all can come up with options and choose the best solution. And to continue on with that, I had to accept the answer. Best solutions. There's other ways. Myself, I run to spirituality to replace running to drugs and alcohol. You know, moving forward in my life, those tiny steps, my daughter. I keep hearing her in my hearing her voice in my mind. Dad, you gotta take those tiny steps. In your past you used to leap and you would miss out on your teachings. Slow down and acknowledge acknowledge the Everything Quelston puts in my path and signs. Just follow my heart and uh, live for today. You know, be grateful for the small things, you know, like that sign says. The small things are the big things in my life. Family, you know, at the end of the day, our families struggle. You know, we're distant, some of us. But at the end of the day, they're still my family. You know, I pray one day that the ones that are still abusing, one day they'll be walking beside me. You know. Prayers go a long way. And when there's no elders around, I had to work, you know, like there was times when I was by myself. And difficult times arose. And I had to turn to the cedar tree. I've learned this from the some of my people in uh Chehalis. Chokamsglah. If we're not around and you need help, go to that tree. That tree will help you. And I did. When I was all alone by myself, there was no other people around. I went to that tree and I hugged it and I I cried. I let out those untold words through my tears. Being able to express what's inside is very difficult. It's a mental health issue and being unable to ask for help, or maybe even at times that when I did ask for help, there wasn't help available. That's when Goylstrand put things in my path to see if Chakamsthla is utilizing the teachings that I was taught. won't be long until them elders come back and give us tireless knowledge and wisdom from whatever they're busy from. We can get back. I got past those experiences. When they came back, they provided me
0: with more teachings. Ah, You know, and, um, it truly is a reflection of indigenous is that we can be indigenous 24-7. You know, like I say, we don't ever say total. You know, we take the good and we leave the bad. And I think, uh, and I was listening to you, and I think of your teacher's, the elders and the role models for indigenous ways proves to me that it's all over here. It's in the air, like your grandpa said. It's everywhere, he says. You just have to work for it. You know. He says, the music's in the air. Because I told him, I'm, I feel bad because we're losing our music. Hand drums and rattles and such. And he says, ah, he says... It's in the air, Jerry. You just have to work for it. You want the song? Go go out and sit in the meadow or up on the mountain or by the river and listen, you'll hear the music. In his ceremonies, he said people created those. And the good ones kept on after, you know, for thousands of years, like the first salmon ceremony, for instance. Somebody starts, a human being started at maybe 10,000 years ago and it just kept going through the generations. So I want to thank you for coming to Teachings in the Air and for sharing with everyone your life. And I want to wish you the best going forward. You know, I have nephews. relatives that I pray would listen to this these young ones so they can learn by your role modeling that you know we can return to the circle don't ever feel that your the circle will not take you back when you show healing and you show yourself as you really are, the circle reaches out for you, pulls you back in. It's when you're still out there doing the naughty things and things, the circle say, no, no, no. Some of our circles are pretty small because so many people are involved in drinking and drugs, you know, and stuff. But in each one of the families, there's that one that represents a circle, that doesn't give up on the people, doesn't give up on Mother Earth. And you're a reflection of that. You're the echo. I can hear Mama now, because I can see you. I can see the resemblance. I can hear Mama talking to me about Tsuan, about how to cook food, how to tan deer hides, about family. She had family up in Toospring. (laughs) You know, a sister up there. And they would send her a whole beef, you know, a whole cow. And she would, she loved good food. And you bring that back to me, and I thank you. We share the same elders. We come from the same beautiful people. So I want you to hang on to that. And I just can't thank you enough, but I thank you now. And um, we need to start to focus on what works, what's good for the people. You know, and because um, we have enough people talking about the bad stuff with colonization, we need to share how to get out of it. You know, how to broaden the circles, make the circles full again. Where we're shoulder to shoulder with our family, our clan. Because when we're in a circle, we can prevent bad guys from coming into the circle, or we can call them in and heal them. <laughs> you know, so we have lots of options. Or we can send out people from our circle to go look for knowledge. Chakamshlat. <laughs> you left the circle. You're bringing back knowledge to the circle of what not to do and what to do. So I thank you for that. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you.